women's stories of courage, resilience and determination. Most women face a number of challenges and struggles in their lives which can prevent them from following their goals and ambitions. But what is it that enables some of them to overcome these challenges and stick to their chosen path? Let's find out. Today we have the well-known nutritionist and dietary consultant Dina Sapra to share the story of her life with us. She will be telling us about how despite every kind of challenge she stuck to her guns and goals. Hi Tina and welcome to this series of conversations where we get women achievers who we call women trailblazers to share the stories of their lives with us. The idea is to inspire and motivate other women to break the barriers, step out of their comfort zones and realize their potential. We want to build a community of women who can support each other, empower each other, grow and be with each other. So thank you for being with us and let's get started. So of course just tell us a little about a uh, little bit about your early life your childhood so just to get to know so, you uh, so i belong to a family of uh, professionals doctors my mom is a general practitioner and uh, so while growing up it was either you become an engineer or you become a doctor like you know in in the 80s and 90s that was the trend you could either be a lawyer an engineer or a doctor so dad was an engineer mom was a doctor so there was always a constant battle ki nahi isko medicine karna hai nahi isko engineering karni hai so but i was always more inclined towards biology so hence uh, you know bio was a favorite subject and uh, growing up uh, mom was uh, very uh, inspirational and she was the uh, you know she was the motivation that you know you you need to uh, do something in the medical field so i took uh, uh, you know sciences in my 11th and 12th uh grade and um, i topped bio uh, so you know that kind of uh, reinforced uh, the thing in everybody ke ha chalo ye ye medical field mein kuch kar jaye kar jayegi so uh, me and my sister my sister was always the brilliant one i always had to uh, mug up things so um, you know bio seemed like the the right option at that time so here here it is and you know it helped me in my future anything in particular that you remember about your childhood or any i mean which has kind of you know had an impact or something yeah i mean uh, uh, i was um, i i i remember i was 11 years old and uh, you know i was i was a very uh, obese child i was a very very obese child that's and, hard to believe uh, but okay yeah no i was i was a very very obese child and at the uh, so my grandmother my my maternal grandmother she had uh, cancer of the gallbladder and uh, my mom and my aunt both my masi and my mom both had gallbladder stones so they were operated for gallbladder and uh, at the age of 11 i experienced um, i had gallstones as well so that was a very uh, very young age because normally you see gallstones in 5fs it, it has to be a fat fertile female of 40 so i was fat and i was a female but i wasn't fertile because i was 11 and i wasn't 40 so i i you know went against this 5fs of having gallstones and at the age of 11 i had gallstones so everybody kind of panicked um you know and then the cancer test was run and all of that was run so at that time uh, there was dr livingston who had come from the uh, from the uk and he was performing for the first time a laparoscopic cholestectomy at ashlow hospital so mum with her contacts and whatever because normally in in the old traditional way if you would get a gallbladder surgery done it would leave a big scar 
right across your abdomen. So this was laparoscopic, which means that the scarring was very less, and they were very concerned. I was 11 years old; they, I didn't want to have a scar, and you know, whatever. So mum fitted me in, and then at the age of 11, I had my gallbladder removed with multiple stones. After that, life just turned. You know,、uh, everything was stopped.、Uh, I was not allowed to have any fats. I was not allowed to have any ice cream. I was not allowed to have anything fried, because at that point there was a lot of misconception. You know, there was there was a lot of.、Um, Uh, myth around、uh, gallbladder surgery. Okay, but gallbladder remove will be done. So you can't eat this. You can't eat that. You can't eat that. So from that point, I, you know, food became a very,、uh, it became a very controlling factor in my life. You know, I would go to birthday parties and I would say no to eating cakes and I would say no to eating fried food. We, we would go on vacations. My food was ordered separately. You know, so food just became started playing a very、uh, crucial role in my life. From a very young age,、uh, because I mean, you know, imagine an 11-year-old and you take away everything from her, and she's put on soups and salads and healthy eating. I mean, my family was not a big unhealthy eater, but I was very restricted with the kind of food that I was I was given. So then comes、um, uh, you know, then high school happened, and then we moved to the U.S. and I was actually a pre-med、uh, major, so I I went to、uh, pre-med. School and then、um, uh, I think the second semester there was a mandatory class that we had. Everybody had to take about nutrition, and、um, you know, as luck would have it,、uh, the first the first topic that was discussed in nutrition on that very first class was diet after a cholestectomy. And you know, the the professor came in and she started talking about, oh, this is all a misconception. You can eat this, you can eat that, you can eat everything, you can have this, you can have that. And I was just sitting there and thinking. It's been, you know, eight nine years. I haven't had any of this, so that just got me very intrigued and interested in in nutrition and saying that you know people, when when whenever you have to go for a surgery, even the doctor says you know NPO for the for for eight hours twelve hours. That means you can't eat anything. Then after the surgery, the doctor decides. Uh, you know, okay, this is the kind of diet, eight hundred, eighteen hundred diabetic diet, or a low sodium diet, or a low fiber diet, or whatever. I mean, great, but these doctors don't have like my mom. She was a she was a GP, but she had no idea on what to feed me and what not to feed me because she did not have an extensive knowledge about nutrition post、uh, post op of any for you know for any disease. So that's what intrigued me, and you know, I I I got interested, and that's how nutrition and dietetics happened. So that's how you became who,、yes. who you are today. All right. Yes. 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 So okay, so this was, I guess, one of the main reasons why you got into this field. But、uh, other than that, I mean, in this particular profession that you chose. Uh, did you face any kind of challenges? I mean, any special challenges because you were a woman, or challenges in general? No, I didn't face any challenges because I was a woman. Because I come from a very progressive family. I mean, my parents have always been、uh, very supportive. They've always supported education. They've always supported, you know, go get get things done. In fact, 
um, you know, coming from a family where everybody is a professional, uh, in terms of being uh, restricted for anything, no. When I, like I said, when I brought up this option that I want to focus my uh, knowledge and you know get a degree in nutrition, they were very supportive. They said, you know, if this is what your passion is, if this is what you want to do, then go ahead and do that. In terms of other challenges, yes, um, I was in my second year college when uh, I fell in love and I got married and uh, I had my do- my daughter when I was about 21, so I was still in my third year of uni and so yeah, I mean, you know, uh, dealing with a married life and, uh, you know, and a husband and then having a daughter while you were still in uni, um, that was a big, you know, I think that was a challenge, but I mean, everybody around me was very supportive. My husband was very supportive. My in-laws were very supportive. My parents were very supportive. Um, so I, I was able to do what I wanted to do because I did get a lot of support from people around me. That's good to know. So, okay, so the usual question, which I think a lot of women get asked is how were you able to, or how are you able to manage or balance different uh, aspects of your life i mean you're a mother you're a wife you're a daughter i mean all of those roles that you have to play well it was hard initially i mean uh, it meant sometimes you know i i still remember waking up getting uh, my daughter ready dropping her to daycare going to uni picking her up coming back cooking dinner uh, getting homework done um, you know and in the u.s i was in the u.s while all of this was happening so in the u.s you actually don't have any any help as well you know you don't have any house help you don't have anything so everything was on me but you know my parents were lived close by so they were a great help Uh, my husband pitched in um, you know uh, he would take care of the he would take care of our daughter he would drop her to school pick her up sometimes my parents played a very 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 vital role in helping me raise all my all my three children while I was studying and you know pursuing my career then I did my masters then I did my internship then I was working for the county so all of this needed me to be you know out there so um, there were yes being a mother um, you know I I think I'm a good one Uh, being a good wife a daughter a sister you know working being in the work field um, everything was very challenging and I, I think I was very lucky I had the support of my family my parents my husband everybody around me so I think that was good in the workplace yes of course I mean even in today's day and age the political um, you know discrimination still exists the gender discrimination still exists if you you don't progress very quickly unless and until you're uh, you know you're a man it's still a man dominated uh, uh, world but fortunately nutrition is one area where I feel women still dominated because men generally, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll see very few male nutritionists or you'll see very few male dietitians. It's, it's, a, it's predominantly a, a, a female oriented, a female dominated profession. So it was okay. Yeah. So if you, so how long have you been um, in this? Gosh, uh, I, 99, 2000. So I've been in the workforce since uh, 2005. So now close to uh, what, 17 years, 17, 18 years. I've been in the workforce. So yeah, for since 2005. And it's just been, it's just been very progressive. So, and then there was a big change when we moved from the US. So in the US, I was in a in a very uh, you know in, in a very cushiony job. It was a state program. It was state-run program called the Women, Infant, and Children program. Um, it was a state job. 
you know, it came with a lot of perks. There were fixed hours, everything. You had the weekends off, and you know, you know, and in the work culture in the US is very different. So coming from there, then uh, you know, circumstantially, we had to move back to India in 2011. And for the first year, I was just sitting home and you know, thinking what I needed to do because you, when you go to school for 10, 12 years, you put in that much of effort and. it was a lot of sacrifice from everybody's part and then you just come back and you're like now what do i do so one year i was just you know thinking on what to do and then i joined fortis um as their uh, you know uh, nutritional coordinator so my fortis fmri gurgaon was just opening up at that point so they needed uh, you know they needed set up done so i was responsible for setting up their nutrition department and that meant there were no working hours i was called middle of the night um morning there was there was no going time there was no coming time weekends everything was just you know it, it was a corporate job it was actually what you call a corporate job so um you know and with three children with the transition from the US to India where you had to settle the children in make sure they're comfortable they're you know getting adjusted to the environment you're getting adjusted to the environment it just kind of became you know too much and uh, that's when i decided i said you know let's just uh, uh there was a big push from my my parents there was a big push from my husband saying that you know you can't do this your family life is just going to get finished and so that's when dr diet uh, uh you know uh, was formed and uh, was conceptualized first and then it was formed so if you look back uh can you say i mean this has been my biggest success so far i mean it could be anything it could be related to your profession or your personal life whatever See my biggest success so far I think is uh you know are my children. So I think uh you know when you feel you feel very proud when you know you've done right by your children. So uh, uh in today's day and age you know when you're seeing children you know children in their 20s who are who don't know what they want with life who are not focused they're changing professions um you know there is a lot so i just feel i just feel i, I you know for having them to see me working all the time you know me waking up getting ready going to work sending them to school going to work coming back getting the house organized doing everything for for them to see me like this i think motivated them to do well in their respective you know choice of careers so i think my biggest accomplishment is uh, you know are my children they i feel they're very they're very grounded they're very uh, they're very focused in what they want to do in life they have their path set out so i think that's my biggest achievement and of course dr diet is is my second uh, you know uh, second achievement i started from my dining room so i used to consult people in my dining room in my house because at that point i didn't know what i was going to do and um, you know god's been very kind and uh, from my dining room today i have three clinics so uh, you know so i think that's uh, that's that's an achievement too and and uh, you know you just feel very blessed when uh, you know you have people coming back to you even after 2 years 3 years when they when they want to do this journey and they choose you to help them with this journey even after you know 2 years 3 years of working with them it just you just feel very blessed you know i just feel that uh, a lot of blessings come my way and i enjoy what i do i love what i do i wake up every morning and i'm very excited to go to work i was just asking my son a couple of nights ago i said have you what are mama's days off and he said sundays i said have you ever seen mama taking a day off other than a sunday and he's like no 
I said, yeah. So you know, we were talking about what he wants to do with his life, and I said, do whatever you want to do, but just love what you do, because once you love what you do, it'll never fe- seem like a task. It'll never seem like oh, I have to get up and go to work. You just love what you do, and you just and and success follows. Well, there's this movie that came, na, wo three idiots. It said, uh, do what you like, success will follow. So I think that's my mantra. Great. So um, have. Uh, at any point have you ever felt demotivated or you you know like not felt like working or i mean if you've ever faced that then how have you kept yourself motivated inspired to stay on the path that you've chosen for yourself no i i hope not i mean no not so far in my uh, my years of working i've never felt demotivated i always take whatever challenges are uh, i do get demotivated when uh, when i'm trying to help somebody and you know i can't and you know we're trying to figure out why what's going on because i i i take i've developed very strong relationships you know with people that i work with so i you know you can message me 3 years later 4 years later you know hey i worked as, as you know i i i've worked with people who've been with associated with me for a long time i know them in and out so uh i do get demotivated when i am not able to help them that's the only demotivation that i have but then you know we try other things and i figure out and we talk and we figure out a way and and they're patient and i try and figure out things and and then success usually comes by my way but as far as my work goes everything no i've never felt it's always a new challenge and you just take up the new challenge and you just go forward great so where do you see yourself 10 years from now Hopefully retired in a beach, uh, on a beach with sipping uh, virgin pina coladas and virgin margaritas because I can't afford the salt and sugar at that age. I probably won't be able to. <laughs> okay, all right. So you don't you see yourself doing myself? Yeah, I see myself. Uh, I'm hoping uh, my my middle daughter. She's pursuing uh, psychology. so i'm i'm hoping that you know she comes in and she helps me uh, you know in my practice because i'm single handedly doing everything so i have i i want to do so much with this i you know i want to open a health center i want to do a slimming center i want to do like meals on wheels i want i want to do so much there are so many avenues that i want to explore but you know just being single handed it just you know it it's just very limiting So I was, I, you know, I've been telling both my my daughters that why don't you finish what you have to do and then come back and you know let's t- let's let's uh, let's take this where I'm visioning it in ten years of time. Okay. All right. So, uh, anything that you would like to share with us in terms of uh, the learnings of your life? I mean, some of the biggest. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think, uh, like I said, you know, please, uh, this is a mess. don't you want to be in the cooking business you want to be in the salon business you you know i feel do what you love follow your passion success will follow you so that's my number one you know thing and then i like i keep telling my kids hard work killed no one so you know work hard you're never going to die out of working hard you know so work hard set your goals set realistic goals you know i we were just having this discussion the other day with my son also make a to do list you know wherever you pull up the internet you read any book uh you know the five five habits of successful people you know you'll find the same five habits being said over and over and over again 
make your own bed when you get up in the morning you know make a to do list sleep early wake up early exercise you know these are things that all successful people share in common so that's my giveaway you know a follow your you know follow what you like doing success will follow you you don't don't follow success follow what you like to do and success will follow you work hard cuz it's not going to kill you and if you're going through a bad time you know just wait it out you know remember this too shall pass you know so these are some things some things that i strongly believe believe in and uh, there's something very funny i have to tell you so i have two girls and a and a boy so my older one has this tattooed on her hand um you know hard work killed no one and my middle one has my middle one has uh, this too shall pass tattooed on her hand so oh, okay. so they so yeah, so they've taken both my uh, my words of wisdom as you may call it and they've and you know they've engraved it to just remind them that you know they have to just keep going forward mm-hmm. okay so tell me you're a successful woman you've done so well for yourself and you're so well known so how does the world react to a woman who's done well for herself um I think I think there there are different people who react to you differently. Uh you know you will come across people who are very supportive and then you'll come across people who are you know who who look for any opportunity to bring you down. Uh so I've encountered both kind of people in my you know in my journey so far. So there is a group of people you know who are very supportive and who you know who applaud you for for the hard work you've done for the, the success you've achieved for you know for the journey you because my journey has not been easy i mean you know if today somebody comes and tells me is has your journey been easy no i have raised children i've woken up at 4 o'clock dropped them to school went to work i have been 9 months pregnant um you know going to school till my last day when i delivered i have delivered and i have written an exam 3 days post delivery um you know so my road has not i mean if somebody comes and tells me oh you have you've gotten it easy no i have not i have worked very 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 hard to get where i am today uh yes of course with the support of my family my husband that's always been there but the hard work's been done by me I know I've, I you know I've put everybody to sleep and done my projects done my homework studied for my exams after finishing my household chores done dishes cooked dinner put everybody to sleep studied for my exams finished my projects you know gotten up the next day dropped children to school given my exams gone to work so I've it's 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 a it, it's, it's been a very hard journey so people who've seen me through that journey are very supportive and they and they applaud me and you know they they're always encouraging that you know we've seen your journey my close friends my family but then people who who've not seen my journey who just see me as coming oh she belongs to a good family or she's you know she, her mom is a doctor and you know she got everything on a silver plate and you know uh, she's just been lucky and no no so you know that's not the case so people need to know i've had my shares of hardships and i've had my share of um you know sleepless nights and working hard i've worked uh, 22 hours in a 24 hour day so there has there have been times like that and you know i've done it but now when i look back at it with whatever success i've achieved i don't feel guilty i feel very proud that i know how much effort i've put in it and i know where i'm you know what i've gotten out of it 
and of course without you know i've always had the blessings of god and you know there's been no looking back the luck factor the god's blessings that's always been there but yeah you will come across people who pull you down these are usually people who who've not seen your journey you know who just you just look at you from you know far away and then say oh she just got it lucky or you know she's just been lucky or whatever you know there was there was no need because there was no need for her to earn money she's you know she's successful that's not the case i mean you know i've put in as much effort as anybody else would have but as a woman in particular i mean when you're successful um, in- i th- i think um I've been very lucky to come across people I've my relationships my associations my interactions with people men or women have always been the nicer ones I I don't know God just puts nice people in my path uh, I mean you know that way he's been very kind he's always put nice people in my path so no no not really I mean like like I'm saying you know when I used to work with porters there when you when you're in the public eye and you you know you're working with men it's a male dominated industry and you're working with men and you know they half the time look at you and say oh we're 60 you're 30 what do you know and at that point you turn around and you tell them that look you know i've 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 studied my ass off i i know what i'm doing and you know just trust me on it so so this was another reason why i think that corporate protest didn't work for me there was always a clash you know you i was this 30 year old going around and telling people oh no you can do this post op and no you can no why are you stopping this the person can do this post op the person can eat this post op and the 60 year old doctor would just look at me and say you know what you're 30 i'm the doctor you're just a nutritionist and i would look look at them and say this is my expertise this is my field of expertise i know like i can't prescribe medication mm-hmm. i don't think you're in a position to prescribe a post op or a pre op diet you know i know what this patient needs and you know um just the other day i had pulled somebody from medanta um 15 years ago she was uh, working in the icu there i pulled her up and i had bought her to fortis and she just sent me a message a couple of days ago that ma'am i completed 15 years at fortis and thanks to you you know i've had a incredible journey and thank you for doing this and you know so these small things you know where people remember you people appreciate you people value you i think that what you know shadows all the negative things i mean i've had to deal with with a lot of negative things while i was working in the corporate world but uh, you but know you just successful men and women treated in the same way no absolutely not no absolutely not. so if you were a successful, successful woman then you will be measured by a different yardstick and on the other hand a man would be measured by a different one you know successful there is a very uh, a very characteristic definition of a successful woman a successful woman usually is a very compromised woman in her family life so you know they say that you can't be successful and you can't have a good family life so for women who've achieved both there they have to deal with a lot of you know flack from the society i mean you know um I mean I would I I mean I wouldn't say that you don't have to make compromises yes you do you know when you when you're getting good opportunities in your career you have to think of your family you have to think of you know your family your home your husband your children uh and and women who are superly successful you know maybe they prioritize their career more i don't know i'm not, i've never been in that position i mean i know if i've been put in with opportunities to advance my career 
or my family i've i've always chosen the family because that's how i'm i'm wired that's how i'm programmed that family comes first but the career i mean like i said you know god watches so god says that okay you know you're you're compromising on this for your family let's just you know let's just help her career as well so i think it 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 went both way but yes men are successful because they're born to be successful women are successful if they can just you know compromise on things that's what the general ideology is so uh, a lot of people nowadays uh, if you seen around you are shifting gears in their late 30s early 40s 50s and you know taking up new careers so why do yeah. you think people are doing that again like i said i mean you know people are usually uh, forced into careers by whatever family society um you know false hopes or whatever and then they finally realize that they're getting burned burnt out and they don't enjoy what they're doing and they had a passion which they wanted to pursue like i have uh, i have a very dear friend and she was um, she did her mba she was investment banker in the us and uh, you know all of a sudden she decides that this is not what she wants to do she wants to um, you know pursue teaching and uh, you know she switched over to teaching and today she's uh, you know the district head of of her county school so uh, she was she was getting burnt out in what she was doing earlier but because she's made the switch and you know moved on to something that she really enjoyed and she she had a passion for she's very successful so again it's it's the same thing i feel people are you know they get into professions with parental pressure societal pressure uh pressure of you know doing well making money and then they eventually realize that you know they're getting burnt out and this is not something that they want to do and then they start pursuing their passion and i mean that's the only as the only thing i can think of or maybe they usually business ventures usually don't do well they think startups we see so many startups coming up now uh you have an idea you you visualize an idea you put it into uh you know you put it into action and sometimes it just doesn't take off so then you know then you switch okay so you have two daughters of your own and of course yes. so many young girls around you so uh what advice would you like to give to young girls who are just you know on the threshold of their working lives what are certain things that they need to keep in mind and what will be important for them I I think uh, first of all the first advice I would like to give them like I've said earlier also is you know follow your follow what you like doing and don't don't run after success don't run after uh, a career that you know guarantees you success or you know don't don't look at somebody and say oh she's successful doing this maybe I should do it and I'll be successful in it too so I think uh, you know don't uh, follow 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 what you like to do and success will follow you but don't follow something blindly just because somebody else is doing it and they're successful at it maybe that's their passion and that's why they're successful and you know you might not be passionate about that particular profession but just because it it's very lucrative and you know you're seeing a lot of money and fame and all of this coming in don't go there but if you really enjoy doing that then then go for it again you know work hard towards your goals this is the time when you're young when you're in your teens and your 20s late 20s this is the time when you can really work out work hard and uh, you know live your dreams um uh, you know work hard party hard work harder you know in today's day and age you know you have to party you have to go out 
socialize do whatever you want to do but don't sideline your your career goals for that you know have a clear focus on what you want to do in your life be ambitious uh you, you know if you get married to somebody who's 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 very rich or you know who's very successful just don't be the the shadow behind that person you know be the be the limelight for the person you know your 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 other half your better half should be proud of introducing you should be proud of you your children should look up to you you know it, you like they say you teach by example so you know be so successful that your children look up to you and say you know my mom is so successful she's doing so well you know i have to follow that path if you're successful your parents will be proud of you your husband will be proud of you your children will be proud of you so people who matter will be proud of you if you're successful so don't sideline your goals um, you know focus on your career focus on on following your passion so another thing that i've seen is a lot of girls nowadays you know they i mean you know they just want to get married and not do anything at all after getting married they just want to get married to a rich guy and that's it and uh, you know in today's day and age when girls have had that opportunity to you know study as much as they want to study subjects of their choice go abroad if required and parents are willing to you know invest that kind of money time effort into them then why would they want to just sit at home and not do anything I mean I've observed a lot of girls wanting to do that. Yeah, I yeah, yeah no I have to. I think it's um, like I said, you know, um, uh, these these girls so so we all know that there are different different um, stratas in our society, right? So you have the the business class, you have the working class, um you know so so the business families are usually the families where the girls see their moms doing you know socializing and uh you know uh, not being very ambitious with what they want to do and and those are the kind of girls you know it's it's what they see is what they know mm-hmm. you know so normally rarely i think in my experience rarely will you find somebody a girl who comes from a professional family or a working class family you know who feels yes exceptions are always there you know the girl can also the girl can also feel that you know my mom my parents have worked so hard i'm living a very mediocre life let me just not do anything get married to somebody rich but then ask yourself do you want to live in a shadow of a person for the rest of your life don't you want to be known for something that you uh you know that you are capable of you can you can contribute to i mean and this this lifestyle is going to last till when you know um i mean i think in today's day and age men also want women who are who are successful you know they just don't want somebody to live off of them i mean it's the same way you know with when when a boy and a girl are dating or when when you go for your arranged marriage understandably it's a very typical business class family where they say no we don't want the girl to work we want the girl to stay home manage the house and the boy accepts it is because probably he's also seen his mom doing the same thing he also doesn't know any better for him the woman is just supposed to stay home is just supposed to take care of the house have children you know focus the, the focus her life on the children and the family but a working man who's seen his mom working is usually looking for a very career oriented and a very driven girl i mean that's what that's what my my thing is i think okay so finally can a woman have it all yes absolutely absolutely a woman can have it all a woman can have actually more than what a man can have 
but uh, yeah, I I just feel that uh, again, it's the divine. You know, the divine has to be very kind on you, and you have to have the support of your family and your husband and your children to be able to have it all. And uh, you know, like I said, just don't don't keep ambitions high. Just you know, just lo- I I I can't seem to get over this. That you know, lo- just do what you love. You know, don't worry about what what follows you, what doesn't follow you. If you if you love what you do, you will be successful. You know, whether no matter how many constraints you have, a family or you know whatever. If you are if you are you know like the other day Shah Rukh Khan said, don't be a philosopher till you've made money. You know, don't go out and tell you know tell the younger generation that money is not necessary. You know, so he says, don't be a philosopher till you've made enough money. And I think that that's right. You know, so I'm not trying to be a philosopher here, or you know, or whatever. Money is very important to in today's day and age to live a good life. Money is very, very important. So be that, be capable enough to make that money on your own and not have to depend on anybody else for their money, because you never know when that support of that money will be taken away from you. and you'll be left nowhere with you know thinking what to do next we see a lot of women in today's time who who've been in that situation who've not bothered about their careers who've taken time off you know to look after the family or whatever and now when you know when they're empty nesters now they're thinking what what should we do with our lives you know what should we do or or they're separating or they're getting divorced and they have they have no financial backing so i think in today's day and age being being independent is you know is is something very important for each and every girl i mean shaadi mat karo independent bano shaadi tab karna jab jab independence aa jaye you know because you never know you never know what the future holds you know true i agree and i think covid has has taught us more more about this than anything else in this world i mean i i have friends who are uh, you know who were belong to super business families but now with their husbands gone they're just you know they're just nowhere and did they ever think that this situation would come in their life no but it did so you know now it's like finding your passion what do i like to do what am i good at and it, there's nothing because you didn't invest that time in finding out or in you know making something out of your life so no always have a passion always know what you want to do in life and if you get married to a rich guy good but if you don't at least you have your own money yeah 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 and even if you do get married to a rich guy i think your own money your own independence your own identity i think are very very important yeah yeah it, it hurts na you pehle maa baap se paise mango fir pati se paise mango kyun mango kyun mango hai na exactly kyun mango aap karo Right. Nobody to question you what you're doing. Absolutely, that I wholeheartedly agree with that. Nobody to question you. Thank you, Sangeeta, for this opportunity to share my story with you. It's indeed a great way to inspire other women. Thank you once again. Thank you, Tina. It was indeed an enlightening and inspiring story. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you liked it, do rate it. Stay tuned for some more inspiring stories of women trailblazers. 